0: If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus. This show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network.
1: My name is Keen, and there's no such thing as can't. There's only can
0: badly. And this hairy potato is going to look sweet with a crown on it. I'm for the last time ever, James. Hey, <laughs> this
1: is Sissy That Pod. If you're new to the show, don't, don't get, get used to it. hearing James's voice. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the last time James and I will be sitting together virtually to discuss an episode of Pod's Drag Race in the main feed. And today we'll be discussing the finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 4. Just the two of us. So, do you want to take
0: it away for the last time? Uh, Well, I I can't even remember what the line is. Let's get into it. Let's let's do it. Let's do the damn thing.
1: All right. So, do we want to do, do want to catch guests, people who maybe have missed your announcement at the start of the season, you know, about what what the plan is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So for for people who've been who've been who've been ignoring it, who have been like, you know, kind of like swerving out the way of the massive clunkers of obvious references of making to over the course of the, rest of the season, I have decided that I am taking a step back from city.pod and, and podcasting in general to focus on other areas more related to uh, the work I do around LGBTQ activism, so you can catch me over there trying to make life better for queers um all around Ireland and the world. Um, but I still will be actively involving myself in the world of reality television programs and no doubt I'll find myself with lots of opinions and will be clambering to get back on here when queens I don't like or when guests I don't enjoy <laughs> arrive through the gates of Sissy that Podcast. yeah candle.
1: and to be clear we'll be doing another episode just the two of us around Christmas time just sort of reflecting on like the three and bit years we've had doing this podcast together so that'll be like the official official final goodbye episode but this is our final Rue Cap yes, together, exactly. and James and I will be doing Dracula over in the premium feed as well for the, until Christmas as well. So there's a bit more. Yes, yeah, so
0: you've got me. You've got me till the end of the yeah. year over in the premium feed. Get in now if you want to get me that money. Because after the first of January, Keen gets it all. So get that, get that, get that December, get that December, get that December registration and Christmas present, and like cancel it in January. <laughs>
1: He's bound by his pod contract up until
0: New Year's Eve, and when that ball drops, those shackles will break free. Exactly. When the stri- if anyone watching disenchanted, when the cl- when the clock strikes midnight. <laughs> all the fairy tale goodness will be gone
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, before we uh, before we came on you were kind of made a good point which is you know Danny Beard is somebody we had on I think like the 7th episode of our podcast when we were were reviewing Drag Race UK season 1 and it's really nice kind of full circle now that he has been crowned as the winner of Drag Race season 4
0: yeah it really is i I mean like we we've been lucky enough to to have danny on a couple of times and to you know kind of and you know this isn't like a hey check us out reflecting in the glory or whatever but it is just like to have gotten to have chats with someone who is you you know like you're watching the tv show and you're actually seeing the person that you have spoken to in the past really reflected on screen and you just like for me i was like this is kind of a perfect moment to be kind of like you know Moving away because I was like, this is someone I really, really like, someone I respect, someone whose art is really spectacular, winning a competition in a way where they haven't really set a foot wrong all competition. And one of the other things, and I don't know if this is the same for you, is that every single winner of Drag Race, or a lot of the winners of Drag Race over the last while, have kind of come with a caveat of like, oh, you know, sort of they've had to be led away with a particular thing, or there's been like what's felt like production manipulation to get them to the place where they win. And this is a series where I haven't felt an ounce of that. I would have been absolutely delighted if either Cheddar or Danny had won. I would have been surprised if Black Pepper had won or Jombers had won, but I also would have been sort of like, okay, well they're a nice queen too. So I think it it was just such a lovely season all the way through, and it really it for me and and I you know part of you know we we've had conversations about the like Drag Race fatigue. It really reinvigorated my kind of love for the show and, and the kind of feeling of like no this is actually a really special show that needs to exist. Yeah
1: definitely and I know we're jumping right to the end but <clears throat> like we kind of said it before Danny Beard is such a different winner for the show and it's and and if you think about it like I'm just thinking like I'm sure listeners to the show know we weren't infatuated with season 14 but I think if we look at the, all the different international franchises everyone that's pushing the boat for drag on tv is coming from the international franchises. like there was still a big whoop that there was a, 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 a transitioned transgender queen in the U, u.s season and it's like behind all these other seasons so it's like now this previous you know boundary breaker is now chasing the rest of the pack i feel
0: And I think it's kind of redefined the way drag race will engage with queens who have a very distinct point of view, because at no point throughout the season was Danny pushed to change the thing about them. Like, if you think back to like season like seven, Robbie Turner or or, or Max, sorry, not Robbie Turner, where kind of like there was this like push of like, oh, you shouldn't be wearing your gray hair all the time. You need to step out of this character and give us something different. Even though like Max was giving like a wide variety of types of drag, it just all was through the lens of the the lens of of what Max did and wasn't being pushed into like we need to see you do glamazon just once like both cheddar and danny were queens who have a very distinct point of view led with that point of view all season and were rewarded for it time and again their their talent was allowed to speak for themselves and their looks were never criticized for not fitting into the box that is traditionally or typically what drag race wants queens to look like
1: especially with danny like i find almost to it surprising extent because we both sort of found ourselves at the start of the season a bit kind of underwhelmed by the variety of silhouettes that we saw from Danny. Now obviously then yeah. we got that uh, little chop of horrors look and you know all bets were off was all good. But it, I actually wouldn't have felt that the critique was out of place at that point to say even about the silhouette to change it up a bit.
0: Yeah. I Yeah no I, like I even was sort of you know we, we, I don't think we got and I could be completely wrong here, but I don't think we got anything that felt like it could have been considered like a gown from Danny over the course of the The Ruffled one the, the he series. seems to mention
1: as as a particularly high femme look. But yeah, it isn't a yeah, gown. Yeah,
0: and that was that was that was certainly like a mid calf length kind of like dress or whatever. But I mean I mean and, and that's the thing, is like you don't need to do like a particular silhouette in order to like, you know, do glamour. Do glamour for you the queen you are um and i think that's been really nice to see all season is that the queens have just been allowed to flourish in their own way and there hasn't felt like there's been kind of like you know with the exception of maybe snatch game there hasn't been kind of that sense of the production or people in the background kind of pushing queens to go different directions to give us options or a variety they've just let them shine as themselves yeah
1: yeah and i think some like dusty ray bottoms or- Joey J., and it's like pretty much, it's like, right, I've seen it now, show me something else. And I, yeah, we didn't
0: get that, yeah. which is good. No, absolutely. And all, like, I mean, also, we have like previous to this, previous to this, the bearded queen who had been most successful with no, the say Drag it, Race Fanchums <laughs> was Laquisha La fucking Bamba <laughs> off of Drag Race Italia season one. <laughs> I still
1: crack like- up at your pervert in the bush comments about that. I mean, for, for our main feed followers, this is really bonus content. But yeah, Lucretia <laughs> DeBama was a queen in Drag Race Italia. She had a look in which she puts the flowers around her face, and James unfairly likened it to a pervert in the bush. It was a, a pervert peering out of a bush. Of, Thank you for <laughs> <laughs> One thing I thought would be interesting to discuss is, what do you think they can do to make the finale episodes more interesting? Because we kind of, they're I think they are consistently at this point now, the most uninteresting episode of the season. Even you, even us, I would even hazard to say, like I guess the season fourteen finale was kind of interesting.
0: But, I mean, yeah. I, I think that like they, the the innovations that have worked in the US would feel interesting if done in the the UK or elsewhere now. So if they were to bring that live audience in, like I think that that would certainly bring a new dynamic to to the show for these franchises. But the, there is like those final episodes are always so formulaic, and it's it's always so sort of like you know you do this bit and then you cry at this bit and then you you know you have your talent and then you cry again and then we say who's won like it, it you never <clears> learn anything <throat> new storylines have all been wrapped up the whole purpose of the thing is kind of like a massive love in and that's nice and it takes you so far but like after about half an hour you're like okay cool let's just get down to it
1: yeah because it just felt like there was a lot of failure in this episode like the episode opens up and they're all just having a chat they get allocated their songs then there's tic-tac lunches which we'll get into then there's just sort of like you know circle jerks you know I loved when you did this I love when you did this and that's not to I'm not actually being cynical about that you know it was nice to see that but it does feel like filler and I guess it's like because they're trapped with the 60 minutes they have whatever with the show I wonder if they did something like think about the, the finale of the X Factor where everyone performed three times if they did this sort of like talent show number where everyone does a lip sync and everyone does like a I don't know like a fun fashion thing and everyone does some like comedy routine or something like that and they get to bring you know ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the stage it's Beyonce and it's Alexander <laughs> Crying like you could have like people come back at that point I don't know maybe that might be a more fun way of doing yeah, it like get more I, time with the queens performing
0: yeah I think that would be interesting kind of almost say like each like for the finale each queen has like a cabaret space that they have to fill with like a variety of performances whether it's like you know, cabaret or, 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 you know, kind of, you know, circus performance or burlesque or lip syncing or, or dancing. A or a one person show.
1: Give us a glimpse of the, of the one person show you'll tour when you're out of this show.
0: Yeah. No, I, it would be like, I, I, I think that. They, they have two options Well they have three options One is just leave it as it is And I think that's the option They'll probably go with it But the other option would be To shorten the episode To maybe 35 minutes And just like trim all that fat And just get it moving a bit faster um, But obviously they can't do that Because they have a certain amount of time to fill And then the other one would be To kind of like radically overhaul it I, I would say that It's a pity that they hadn't moved To a live and in-person audience For this finale Because I do think that this bunch of queens and this, fina- this, this final four would have, like, had the charisma to really lend themselves to, like, an amazing in-person finale. And you do get that, like, buzz of the audience in the room, the kind of, like, live on the red carpet, it's Michelle Visage, whatever. Like, that does create an atmosphere that you don't sort of automatically get with just the kind of, like, in-the-room kind of feeling that they had in this episode the last kind of couple of finales
1: yeah and it's exciting to see like oh is that to being in the audience oh is that you know Ella of a day like seeing the past queens kind of come up ask questions yeah a bit more pomp and ceremony maybe would might make it feel a bit more yeah, exciting
0: and, and also like from, from that and they had the opportunity to, to do that in this to do it in this episode was like you know they always would have that kind of like bit of That kind of like behind the scenes Kind of like after the show bit Where like they kind of like turn the camera to past queens To kind of be like oh who do you expect to win So it would have been nice to have that kind of like Off camera moment with like Lawrence Cheney being like Oh I'm really in for Danny And you know kind of the Vivian being like Oh Cheddar Gorgeous have it And then Christopher Satchi being like Oh Black is my queen You know that sort of like thing to create a sense of like There being sort of stakes in the room And kind of like to get you kind of Where is... Like I felt that the returning winners were very underused in this episode, and and it kind of was like a little bit like why are you here? What are you adding? You know? Yeah,
1: I think they often underuse the like. Think about All Stars Four when you had Alaska, um, Chad, and Trixie just playing guitar behind yeah. Super Queen.
0: Yeah, no, that wasn't uh, that wasn't the best performance that anyone ever gave.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know there could be something in that one one person show They get like five minutes I mean I guess the issue with that is They'll need to clear whatever song it is And they might not have time for that etc But something like that I think Would be interesting whether they want to just do a monologue Some comedy, a a performance, it's up to them They get five minutes to perform and tell the world The the drag show that they'll put on When they win, I think that could be interesting I mean that,
0: like I think that you know if you were to Have done that for this finale You would have had two and a half really good shows, and then one that probably would have bombed. So, like, I think that <laughs>
1: Could, yeah, we don't need to de- delve in. We like- don't need to delve into. That. <laughs> but I think like, it would
0: rely on having queens that were like at like consistently out of standard that they would be able to deliver something that was going to be like really worth watching and giving that time to. So that that would be one challenge with that, because oftentimes like queens are amazing. And they're brilliant television, or they're whatever. They have all the different talents, but they aren't necessarily the queen whose one woman show you'd go see.
1: <laughs> and that's why I think it's a good—it's a good chance to to pitch that as a finale. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into the Tic Tac stories because there's nothing really before that I, I wanted to really discuss except that when. RuPaul was like, you'll be lip syncing to some Drag Race anthems, a.k.a. my own music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a fun part of self-effacing um, comedy from him. Uh, Danny, I thought, had the most sort of poignant story in this. The, you know, the, the actual visuals of him being beaten by that knuckle duster and then, you know, getting to start again when he moved to the Whirl. And then I could like, I could close my eyes and picture his dad shouting up the stairs to like an orange Oompa Loompa yeah. Danny coming down the stairs. Like he just, yeah, he captured that story so well.
0: Yeah, he did. Like it was, it it sort of, but it was, it was the right parts kind of heartaching and like kind of hopeful. Like there was a sense within it of kind of, you know, the hardships that someone had slogged through and then sort of coming out the other sides and the undying support where he's, I find, like, John Burr's story a little unfinished in that I don't know that they've reckoned quite with their past because, like, it was very hard, like, you know, you know, as queer people, we we have the family we have and we need to, you know, we, we need to make our peace with however they come around to accepting our identities, thankfully for the majority of people currently living in the West and whatever it's not a a, an issue but like for John to say at the very beginning oh my parents are the best they just love me for who I am and then say you know oh well it was like a struggle for them coming to terms with my homophobia I'm like "Mm, well obviously then they don't accept it for who you are and unconditional love should be unconditional and you're absolutely right to be able to feel angry about that and and they do need to own up to it so I found that kind of um that kind of I don't know, it, it found a little bit like, to, to me as like a, a an armchair psychologist, I was a little bit like, are you lying to yourself, Jumper? Are you lying to yourself about the fact that you are totally okay with the journey you've been on with your parents and also that you're the fashion queen of the season? Are you lying about <laughs> both of those things?
1: It, it really felt to me, it was like a really long spiel edited down, like very harshly. And it kind of felt just like she was speaking in non sequiturs based on how it was edited. I also had the impression that rue didn't know what she was saying and she kind of knew that so kind of kept talking like when she said oh i wouldn't say boo to a goose i don't think rue knew what that meant so (laughs) i think there might have been an element of awkwardness like she said i wouldn't say boo to a goose you know i used to feel uncomfortable discussing fart talk
0: this is what I was just like I, I was like what are you like I, I was like I I was also kind of like because you're, you're kind of like mixing a lot of different kind of things in there. It's like there's a lot of prudish people who feel uncomfortable talking about sort of like bodily functions and like or get like awkward or embarrassed talking about farts or sex. But then there's a completely different. Kind of like there's a big difference between That and being the sort of person Who's willing to allow your identity be Throught all over by people or being bullied By people around you and it's like they're not the same Thing and I get that kind of like You were like shit I need a laugh from Rue so I'm going to Talk about pooping and farting it so that Rue Will laugh and then Rue like Acquiesced Rue was like ha ha, 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 ha. I Farts. know what we're talking about Now We're Something talking about a goose
1: there and Now we're talking about poo I can laugh I, I
0: do have to say though I, I have felt like You know uh, like um Zenab or Cole Or whoever Side you're on In that particular argument On on Love is Blind Somewhat gaslit Throughout the season About Jombers being A fashion queen I mean Like don't Like Like Jombers looks Have been fine But like This is a show That has had Like Bimini And Like Gigi Good And I I don't know Even like Utica Like These Mm. are like you know, Raja O'Hara we just are a Raja, Raja Gemini and Raja O'Hara we've both yeah. <laughs> seen kind of on, on recent seasons like turning these absolutely spectacular looks and like bringing these like really unique points of view that's not Jombers, like in my view and I and I kind of and I, I'm not saying that in kind of like I'm not coming for Jombers in that way and I'm not like but I am sort of just saying like sell her as she is which is a queen with nice clothes and an interesting perspective, but she's not a fashion queen. And that calling her that makes me kind of look at her looks even more and be like, is this really kind of... I, I don't know. That was my read on it. Yeah, I mean, my read too. Like, a,
1: you know, it was a tell, don't show from John Purse. I'm going to tell you on the fashion queen when I show you, but then... It could just also be a budget thing Like she might have had big dreams And they couldn't execute it well Because I did think sometimes The concept behind her looks was fun Like I did enjoy The concept of that rain That Mac gown I thought the The idea of the finale look Was good Like I've seen looks That have taken that further And are really great I think of I think season Or episode 3 Of season 12 And Nikki Dahl Had that sort of like uh, yeah, Shiny exactly. metallic plated Thing So I think it's It's It just had, she's not in a position to realize it yet, I guess, is what it is. Yeah. I wouldn't, but I, put it, I, I, I wouldn't have called her the fashion queen. I would have said Black Pepper was the fashion yeah, queen.
0: Yeah, and, and I, I think that kind of it would just... It would have benefited more from kind of like talking about her as like a stylish queen or a queen with like great style and acknowledging that like the execution doesn't always live up to perhaps her dreams because then when you're primed like that, you start judging her looks more... Or at least I start judging her looks more harshly, which is unfair because say that look that she wore tonight, I was like, this is a perfectly nice look. It's an interesting look, but... It, when I'm kind of like putting, trying to place her in the pantheon of like the, the fashion Queens that I've seen on drag race before, I'm like, that nah, doesn't live up to that standard. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I also think something that John says has failed that I think is to let us in to who she is as a person and as a drag yeah. queen. So much so that when it got to that conversation, the only thing that Rue really had to bring up was you say you're a fashion queen, tell me where you get your fashion from.
0: Yeah, and I, and I and I think as well Like you can see that there's obviously a wall up Because even when you get to the, the kind of Like what would you say to your younger self Like Jombers was quite generic and bland in what they said Quite kind of, you know, by the, you know, paint by numbers Sort of a feeling to it Which is a sign of someone sort of protecting themselves Perhaps whereas like you could see with, with Cheddar definitely With, with Danny and, and with Black Pepper That they were really just that that was their emotions just being laid out um, so basically Jombers got some learning to do look forward to seeing them on a versus the world franchise in two to three years time
1: <laughs> um, Rue said something to Black Pepper at the end of the conversation which was "This I feel like this is just the beginning for you and I actually think that's very true I think I think Danny and Cheddar feel like they're two queens who have come in with a heap of experience, and they are crystallizing, you know, their drag aesthetic into this higher being. And I think John Pryce and Black Pepper are also doing some form of chrysalis as well. But I think it's, I think they're kicking off the next step of their journey. They're not a, a final product like Danny and, and Cheddar. Yeah,
0: I, I, I mentioned Raj O'Hara, and I think I would draw a line between season eleven, Raja Raj O'Hara, into an extent, and Black Pepper in that sort of, this is someone that you know could come back or that you know that you're going to see in a year or two and they are going to have found who they are you know, like and owned the skills that were holding them back in their earlier seasons, and I think that, like you know, as was repeatedly said to Black Pepper throughout the season, it was the belief in her ability to be funny, to be humorous, mm. to perform in those talents that were that were were really holding her back. And you know, I think it's it's crystal clear that if you see Black Pepper in a couple of years, if they've continued developing as they have now, they're going to be an unstoppable queen.
1: Yeah. Just more time in front of an audience, more time understanding comic timing, yeah, more, yeah. more, more, more time, time being pushed
0: into the sort of. Because I'd say that based on her dancing and singing ability, like oh my god, she's amazing. So like she obviously can stay in that comfortable lane and do that forever, or she could push herself more out into hosting and more out into comedy and more into that kind of performance and build those skills.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I thought you know her looks across the season have been great. I think some of them could have been bigger for TV for Drag Race, and again, I think that will come with time. Like she'll, like she's such a brilliant base to work off. She's such a great mind and such a great perspective. She, you know, when she builds that, she'll be unstoppable.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with that definitely.
1: Uh, Cheddar. Then finally, I think we got to know a good bit about Cheddar, and I think it was really interesting to hear her discuss her working class Birmingham sort of emotionless upbringing and and kind of where she where she come to with drag up to the show that she had sort of fallen out of love with it and this kind of made her excited about drag in a new way which is not necessarily how you hear queens interact with the show normally it's like I've always wanted to be in the show I'm such a fan and now I've learned so much and you know I'm I'm better for it whereas this was like you know this <laughs> you know flawed but popular show has made me excited for my passion again
0: yeah I I I really kind of, it was, like, Cheddar is clearly, like, one of the most unique queens we've ever had on the show in a couple of ways, and I think, like, one of the most unique, particularly in this kind of, like, you know, let's say post-season 10 US season where it sort of has gone more international, like, it certainly is, like... Seeing RuPaul acknowledge Cheddar's stature as a performer and her like standing within the drag community prior to to almost like acknowledge her as a peer is something we have like literally never seen before. Like it was and we saw that like in the in the very first episode at the photo shoot and then again in the um in, in that 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 Tic Tac lunch there it kind of was. And, and ascended, also, like, Michelle
1: said, you know, seeing you in this competition and being vulnerable, I got to see you in a new light, which establishes that Michelle, you know, has worked with her and has seen her as somebody possibly too good yeah. for the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I do think as well, like to to, to jump back to kind of what John was perhaps saying about there. Their family and the kind of you know the the struggles that they had had around coming to terms with with their identity. Cheddar used a phrase like that her family had given them given her their kind of love, which I kind of think was just sort of encapsulates that feeling much more of like kind of I recognise their short their shortcomings, but I also recognized their their kind of like how they were. I recognise their positives as well. Like I thought that was a really powerful way of putting that. Um just such a like intelligent queen. Really just such an intelligent queen. Cheddar? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh 100 percent Um so like I'm so excited to see kind of now with this elevator platform, what she's gonna do with it. I think it's really exciting. Um Clav Clav de Mar NATO was the choreographer I've never heard of him kind of enjoyed his vibe don't think there's anything we want to discuss in that no, segment
0: now I mean it's always nice to get a bit of choreo Brett and Logan you got, got suitably um, molested by the queens it, it <laughs> is... not a not a whiff of
1: vocal recording this time around I didn't even know that they were going to be singing until they started singing <laughs> <laughs> um, the mega mix were you vibing?
0: Yeah, I mean, those are four songs from RuPaul that I enjoy. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that was a revival. I mean,
1: there was four songs.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think that, like, if I, if I was to break it down song by song, I would say that I don't think the realness and Kitty Girl Wix mixed or uh, worked in this in this format. Um, I... Enjoyed if I try to remember Black Peppers and Danny's. Danny's called me Mother. I thought was really good. And Black Peppers, Sissy That Walk. I, I think both of them kind of felt a bit newer and a bit more interesting. Whereas the other two, it was kind of particularly with Kitty Girl. And I think that like at the beginning, I thought Oh Jombers is going to have a really easy job at this because it's such an iconic song. But I think the cast version of that from All Stars Three, you were just like. No, I want Trixie's verse. Thank you very much. Like, I want to hear Shangela. I want to hear Bibi Zahara A. So, like, it it, it gives you it, it made it difficult to sort of connect with 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 their uh, with with their verse. Um, yeah,
1: hundred percent. I had the exact same feeling, which was, oh god, she likes she like none of the other songs have had that that verse written over it, so you can directly feel like this actually feels like a fan verse compared to.
0: Uh, absolutely
1: yeah 100% Shangela and Trixie and BB etc so yeah uh, I I agree with you Black Pepper and Danny was my favourite I think because I think Black Pepper great use of like Patois and her, her delivery made it incredibly her and kind of I know that the song was produced in a different way but it kind of felt like a totally different song you know I think she kind of reimagined it in a really brilliant way I think hers was my favourite I also loved how Danny kept so much of himself in that rap because so many sometimes people like I think of Lewis Capaldi when he sings he doesn't sound like when he speaks but yeah. you know Danny was rapping exactly kind of like they speak uh, which I thought was really good Cheddar I don't know it was. I think because it was so low-key and whispery and breathy, I felt it was somewhat unremarkable in the end. And I also think yeah. the realness may be the least bangery of the of the four tracks too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I do think as well, like they, they kind of went for this sort of like nudge nudge wink wink kind of vibe to it. And I think the realness is like a very sexy song. Like it's it's meant to to be Portrayed like in a, you know, a Naomi Smalls sort of vibe. And she wasn't kind of bringing that. And I do think it kind of started feeling a little bit too jokey and, and needed maybe to be a bit more serious in her delivery. I also didn't love her kind of last airbender look. <laughs>
1: what did and you I, call me?
0: And I only know that reference from seeing it on the internet elsewhere. Don't ask me what an airbender is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I. I think I would actually like. This is probably isn't a good sign. I think I'd actually really enjoyed that track had it had not had any vocals put on top of it. Like the mix of the three songs, like I like the extra production on it. Like I might spin it on the, my own, like on my radio show. There's but. a
0: there's a thirty minute. Uh, I think it's Morgan Fabulous remix of like. Uh, I think it's like all of the songs, it's it was obviously made just after season six, so it's everything up to um everything up to sissy dot walk, which is wonderful. You find it on YouTube. I stick it on, I work away through it, it's excellent. Um here's the thing for you though. Do you find yourself spontaneously actually clapping at the end of these performances? <laughs> no. And I mean, I did tonight twice or three times, and I clicked at least twice. Snaps for you. Snaps for Danny. Snaps for well, once Danny. you didn't
1: do the little uh, finger thumb clap. Oh no, there was clap. there was
0: no there was no finger thumb clap. There was there was only snaps and claps. That was it.
1: So you you were so compelled by the performance that you burst into raucous applause on your own.
0: I genuinely did.
1: Well, that's a good
0: sign. <laughs> I was so excited I just couldn't help myself Has
1: that happened before? It has
0: Well okay. I Like like I, I would say that um, After some of the The lip syncs uh, In um, In Canada Season 3 I found okay. myself like Applauding or sort is, this, of, you know, is, this,
1: is this a rel- relatively new thing?
0: It is a relatively new thing okay. It's not something I've been aware of myself doing before <laughs> You know It's just so foreign
1: to me just spontaneous, Like I would never do that Like I rarely laugh <laughs> if I'm on my own if anyone else listening uh, sporadically bursts into, into applause, let us know. I'd be interested yes, to please. know. Yes, please.
0: I want to know. I'm. I'm not. I'm not strange and unusual.
1: <laughs> the final finale eleganza looks. were up next. Black Peppa gave us like that upcycled leather and denim black and white uh, sort of recy- yeah, upcycled dress with the long braids. Yeah, I liked this. I just. Would have liked it to be bigger.
0: Mm. I was kind of okay with this. Like it kind of like it felt a bit kind of like Walking Dead or something. Like it kind of had that sense of like I don't know dystopiany future stuff. I love like white dreads. I just think they look really cool. Um, that that's something like a, a look I really really enjoy. I thought it looked punky and and, and futuristic. Uh, futuristic. Yeah, futuristic. I think as well like for for Black Pepper and for Danny both of the looks they gave kind of felt like new but evolved versions of them, whereas Cheddar's I thought I felt I'd seen it before and it was very much what you had been serving all season and and I felt sort of similar for for Jombers so in this runway I felt like there was very much two categories and I really enjoyed what Black Pepper did I thought it was like an interesting way to do a finale gown in a Black Pepper style.
1: Okay, I actually thought Cheddar was my favourite because I felt, yes, it is the androgynous insect alien thing again, but this time I felt it was the most ornate. I felt the detail around the upper hem of the dress was, like, really intricate and really interesting. Whereas when the dress got a bit lower, it had, like, that, like, ruched um, dress part, which always reminds me of that dreadful Gemma Collins dress that she wore. (laughs) So I didn't love that part, but everything else about it I loved, and I think it was, like, a... A more, you know, boss version of what she's worn before.
0: No, I I mean don't get me wrong, I thought she looked absolutely stunning, but I just kind of felt like this is like very similar to all of the looks we've seen all season. And now that's also suffering from the fact that like, you know, the the looks that Cheddar Gorgeous has been serving all season have been at a level of excellence that many of the other queens haven't like necessarily been reaching. So it would be like exceptionally difficult for her to go much further beyond it but i suppose it was just looking at the queens as they came out i was like who's giving me something that feels like a newer or like a new or exciting version of of what they are and for her i was kind of a bit like okay this is sort of what i would have expected whereas for i Black actually Peppa, think cheddar
1: has been the most diverse runway this season i'd agree with that
0: definitely would agree with that like it's yeah. given like a lot of things but in a very similar lane but not, yeah, not in like, a very similar name Like in a very Like in within, With her own Very unique style
1: mm, Like I think There's There's no queen Who's done as big Of a dichotomy From Cheddar's finale look And Cheddar's punk look Last week And then you throw in the, the pink Speak up triangle And like There's so many Just different things Going on there There was that Cheshire cat Which actually Rue was wearing The Cheshire cat This evening
0: did you notice that? Those boots were terrible. That no. whole outfit was terrible. Those boots Honestly, were meant to send you walking out of this podcast. Absolutely. Sashay away, RuPaul. Sashay away.
1: <laughs> Danny gave us the Liverpool Lyra bird in this sort of gold leaf with these brilliant big wings. And the I found the, the wig really, like unique it was like almost kind of like beetle or something i could put my finger on it oh
0: i loved it i loved the kind of like almost cockroach antenna things going off the front of it and like the the shades and the way it was kind of painted into the makeup like it, i i just i thought the wig and the face looked so 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 stunning like i like I, and i loved the black dress with the with the gold embellishment do i think there could have been perhaps something else down bottom maybe there could have been, you know, Damn bottom, yeah. <laughs> down, damn bottom, <laughs> uh, but honestly, like it was stunning, and like, you know, in in one way as well, it was like this is a lane that Danny Beard has been in all season in terms of looks, and they've all been very, very good. You know, perhaps you'd have liked more of a diversity, but everything that we saw was really good, and this was certainly the most regal of of what Danny mm. Beard, uh, Danny Beard mm-hmm. offered.
1: Agreed. Finally, then John Purse gave us a uh, Scabarelli, come Celtic warrior, Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, etc. Um, I I took me a while to work out what the cape was made out of. It looked like linen. Then I thought it was satin. Then I thought it was polyester. I guess it's hard to see this as her finale look when she had that look that was better two weeks ago.
0: hundred percent. And this was such an exam. This was such like an exact replica almost of that what we had two, two weeks ago I, I didn't really like this like i i, I got it you know gold because you're a winner but and like you know unafraid to reference but like it, it was also just like it just was sorry, i didn't
1: like her makeup they were tripping over themselves about the makeup i thought the harsh brow made her like made her brow bone lower on her face like i didn't think it did anything for her
0: no, no I wasn't But I think the other thing is with her I kind of was just like Right well this competition is between Cheddar and Danny So I sort of had a little bit Kind of like zoned out Um, Through, through a little bit of like What she was doing I don't know like It, it, it is terrible Because I do feel like I'm kind of a, And have been over the course of the season Quite like negative towards genres But actually yeah. Overall Like she She's a great queen And she's very entertaining And has a lot of charisma Just I question I definitely think that she would have benefited from leaving instead of Dakota two weeks ago yeah and, and yeah, just kind I of think like so. going of that I point. find myself
1: wanting to like her more than I like her and I think it's mostly got to do with her not putting her best foot forward um, on the show yeah, yeah and not knowing like how that. the TV works in a way that obviously Danny and Cheddar know instinctively how it works Whereas, like at Drycon or something, you know, I think it would be great to go up and have a chat with her. You know, if I bumped into her at a bar, like I'd it would be great to go up and chat and yes. have a great
0: time. No, absolutely. I think I think that she'll she'll be a performing queen that like will really put something interesting on. But yeah, I, there is like a sense of like when it came to this top four, it was really what felt more like a top three with a clear front yeah. runner of, of two. Um,
1: and which, I think if you think of Blue Hydrangea, who I'll bring up in a minute as well you know blue went in there and she you know made sure people knew in the rest of the uk the issues that were going on in northern ireland in terms of gay marriage and abortion and stuff like that and you know it was political but it also i think won us over as folk on this island that she's representing us and i know jumpers was backed into a corner of you know hate crimes (laughs) But I feel she also just didn't speak up for Belfast that much, and maybe it's because she hasn't lived there in ages that I kind of felt maybe we didn't connect. Yeah, with
0: her. that that sort of like it, it kind of felt like someone using a joke that didn't have permission to use. Whenever she would like kind of pull out her or kind of like oh I'm Irish, like and it, and it sort of like you know like it's it's not acknowledging the fact that actually a lot of the the humor that she's taking out of it is built on the back of stereotypes of pe- that people have suffered from, and I you don't want to get like too kind of heavy handed about it or too kind of like heavy about it or whatever. Like she is perfectly entitled to use her Irishness in whatever way she wants. But it did feel a little bit like she was very, very, very much kind of like laying in to she was laying it on thick that she was a northern Irish queen, that she had this art but at no point was there any sense of kind of like affection for being from Ireland. It was like being from Ireland was only ever a joke from her throughout it.
1: Yeah, look, I, I'm sh- I I believe that people in the north understand that what it's like to be Irish probably more than we do in the South because they're up against it on a regular basis based on the division up there. So I'm sure she does know but she may have... It
0: just made it difficult to, to kind yeah. of see. She
1: has distance between us I guess. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, The three former Drag Race UK winners were there. Vivian, Lawrence, Chaney, Crystal Versace. No blue though. Was this prior to Versus the
0: Walls? I think
1: this was filmed... In like February. And I could be wrong. Now I know she's technically a versus the world winner. But it was clearly Drag Race UK. UK versus the world. In the same way that it's Canada's Drag Race. Canada versus the world.
0: Yeah. I I mean. and I suppose like these are supposed to be like. But maybe it's like kind of you wouldn't guess. The all-star winners coming back for a for, like, a a, a regular season all-winners thing. Like, you don't get, like... You kind of, like, say on season 10 when they had all the winners of the previous seasons, so they wouldn't have had, like, Alaska back in. So maybe that's the distinction yes. they're making.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I just think since they had that photo shoot, remember that there was England, Scotland, Wales, and Northern Ireland... At the start of the year Because all four queens Were from a different Sort of area in the UK I just thought It would have been nice To have them there But I guess maybe It would be confusing That it was the fifth winner For the fourth season I don't know yeah. I just wanted to see blue there Maybe That I'm is true
0: here. I have to say Like I, I don't have much to say Like the Vivian looked great Lawrence Chaney looked grand Crystal's look And her makeup Was next level Like it was 100% Dunning. 100% I, Like it was kind of like This is like this, this is, is yeah. This
1: is why you won. Yeah, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, baby. It's like, you know hey, hey John do
0: you want to just do you want to just look at
1: the Fashion <laughs> queen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, uh, some of the queens the past got we got to see their eleganza you know i think starlet came here to win as well on that massive like baby blue tool dress oh
0: my god stunning sminty drop also gorgeous lefil really really gorgeous too i have to say just may like what was that did you order that off aliexpress like it was
1: it kinda of like, looks like what she went home in. It's like she didn't change.
0: Yeah <laughs> she just stuck around outside by the bins. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: um I... but yeah, no, I just May was Starlet was, was definitely up the top. I, I thought Sminty was, was gorgeous um as well. I, I liked Dakotas but I thought it was a little bit dull or like it was a little bit understated. Yeah. But I guess that's kinda of her style, so you yeah. know, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, do you want to talk about the messages to themselves? The only thing I thought was remarkable was, was Rue crying and then kind of saying it was because...
0: Just because? Uh, <laughs> because of Cheddar in, wearing glasses. I in glasses. I, di- I did, like... I-, I didn't think we learned anything kind of particularly... Like, it kind of is the same stuff, like, all the way through. And it sort of almost was just a repeat of what you got in the, the, the Tic Tac lunch earlier. Uh, I did think that, w- that Rue kind of choking up at the sight of Cheddar in the glasses was... <laughs> was very funny though <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so then I genuinely thought we were on for a double crowling because the two queens gave us a lip sync to This Is My Life by Dame Shirley Bassey I think it's the best lip sync double performance of a lip sync that we've seen in UK history and that was fantastic everyone in the room seemed absolutely bowled over and normally when they when they show us everyone having a good time it's a double shantay because normally they show us somebody not liking somebody so i was like this really feels like it was about to be a double double crowning um but to anyone i was happy with well, any outcome really at that yeah. point
0: no once once it was down to those top those two it was really just like you know either of these is going to be a brilliant w- winner i sort of had anticipated that like i really wanted danny to win i was team danny more or less from the the the, the jump I kind of had anticipated that maybe Cheddar was going to purely based on kind of oh you know Cheddar will like kind of what we were saying is that Cheddar, this feels like a thing Cheddar will do once and sort of then we'll move on from kind of Sasha Velour style, whereas Danny is definitely someone you would get back again and again for for other um further iterations of it. Though of course now that Isis Couture is competing on on Canada's Drag Race versus the world, perhaps the the ban on on winners competing is 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 gone, but. Yeah I, I thought it was going to be a double chantee as well Like when the Vivian like stood up out of her chair With like tears in her eyes At the end of, of that I was like oh my god Like this is uh, I did feel very I don't know, Sorry for I felt sorry for, for Cheddar Because it's so un- unceremonious to come second And that sort of thing Because it's like the winner is Danny Beard And then it's like congratulations Danny You're amazing you know, Prance my queen, prance Every other queen has had their moment of kind of like oh thank you so much this is so amazing and then she's just kind of shunted to the side
1: but I guess she doesn't know she's shunted to the side until today like I guess it, they filmed both endings
0: true but even still they probably should have you would have liked them to have given each of them kind of an opportunity to say oh thank you so much for the opportunity so that you could have shown that to you but I, I because I,
1: mean- I heard Monet say I don't know if you're listening to Sibling Rivalry were you and they were re- recapping All Star 7 and at the end of All-Star 7, each queen, every time they were eliminated, they had the little moment, thank you, bro, here you go, here's your scepter, blah, blah, blah. And every queen got to say something other than Monet, because Monet came second. So yeah, that adds to your point, which was, you know, when you're second, you're kind of like, <laughs> all right, off you go. Yeah. But I think it's I because now we're on the understanding that we know it's all pre-recorded, and we know before or after that Cheddar had her crowning moment as well. So Yeah, that is true. In the room, it probably doesn't feel dismissive.
0: But it, it was nice to have a like a, a really strong season with a winner that you really feel not just deserves to win, but also is going to be able to go on to do something exciting and unique and different with the kind of platform that, that it gives you. Um, and also... If you happen to be, if you liked that top two and want to see them perform on stage, it is important to point out that on the 30th of December, both Danny and Cheddar will be performing in the George as part of Dragged Up. Tickets are currently available on Dragged Up, it This is not a true. An they're ad. sold out at this point, are they? Don't try and go buy them before my payday tomorrow. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> by the time you hear this, he'll have had his tickets. It's yeah, all
0: good. Uh, but no, but like it is, it, it, it's just. Because it, it's been a, a dearth of seasons of kind of like, I don't really care. Like, I can't even necessarily remember who was in the top four of 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 season 14, which...
1: Well, it was the top five, if you can remember. Angeria, oh, right. Bosco, Camden, Willow. Camden. Willow.
0: diabeti Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean... Enough said
1: I mean we're almost At the end of the, Like you know There's Italia will be finishing This week um, Canada's Canada's First of the world Will be finishing Before Christmas Out of all the winners You know Willow Pill Um
0: Jinx Yeah Sharon, Sharon Jinx
1: Monsoon Um Canada Spanky
0: Jankson uh, yeah. Giselle Lullaby Yes, God,
1: we'll my brain's gone. Like we have, we have a caught up on Philippines or France. Like out of those that we know, like who thinks gonna we'll have the biggest impact? Is it
0: Danny? I think. It, well, I think that's obviously I mean, Jinx. I, let's take Jinx out of the conversation because <laughs> she's she's,
1: she's already, already established. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think it will be. I think it will definitely be Danny. Like I think that Danny is 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 already on track to to kind of have a really impact. Is already having a really impactful career, and this is just going to like like expand that. Like I think that. You know, da- Danny is the first Queen whose WoW special I would want to watch. Which is saying a lot. Because that first one with the Vivian was not good.
1: I don't know if I'll watch it simply because I don't think it's going to be very good. That um, is true. It'll just be the same how one much again. Because money they throw at it. Yeah. But I'm just excited for seeing Danny pop up on... I don't know. Taskmaster or all these other like British shows that now like Bimini gets to do or like you know, imagine like Danny Beard up Loose Women like that'll be exciting. Like because you just love to see them kiki and what they're going to say and their point. You know, I think, I think it's gonna be really interesting to see him as a mainstream figure in British yeah. TV for the next. I have to,
0: the funniest line of this entire episode as ever would to Alan Carr when he was like, I've shared many a stage of y- with you, Danny Beard, but I'm not here to talk about my expensive extensive charity work. Like I yeah <laughs> that was like, that, like again, like that like that is if you're looking at these like one of the things that brings the Gravitas to this season over and above some of the other ones is the judging panel. And I do think that Alan Carr and and, and Graham Norton together just both bring a a level of excellence to that judging panel that you just don't get in some of the other seasons.
1: Yeah. 100. I'd more. 100%. I'm
0: more so di- d- directing that at the U- U.S. one though because I love Reese Nicholson on Down Under. I really enjoy the Canada the, Brad and, Yeah, and I also really enjoy the Spain lineup. So, but Ross, I like Ross and Carson. Are you tired of them? I I think we could do with shaking it up. Like I liked okay. when they were bringing in Nicole Byer. Like I think that we could we could swap out maybe Carson for Nicole Byer and have that as the rotating panel. I like
1: Carson. Like, I prefer Carson when it comes to fashion challenges, though.
0: Yeah, I guess so. They could just...
1: Because, like, you... you, I mean, this is a real tangent now, but US has kind of... I guess maybe it's got to do with COVID, but they've, like... They've calmed down on their big guests. Like, think about All the Stars 4. It was, like massive guests every week like they had casey musgraves and sierra on the same goddamn episode <laughs> like craziness
0: well they I had haven't... cameron diaz on, on all-star seven true and they're apparently i've heard rumor has it and you can get into this yourself in season 15 that ariana mm-hmm. grande is going to be the kind of like big opening guest now yeah. i know they've had ariana before but i think i'm assuming she's this big will be there. The, she'll yeah. be getting the like miley gaga moment
1: yeah like even season twelve, was it season twelve? Had Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Like again, look, maybe this is a COPA thing, but I feel like the really big gets in the US are beginning to wilt. But.
0: Yeah, because I guess you you are sort of like looking for a very niche group of people, not much mm. like ourselves when we're casting a guest for this show. It's like yes. we are looking for <laughs> the biggest, Just most popular people show. who are fans of the show.
1: <laughs> so that is a wrap.
0: That's it. Let's let's go. Hang up our hang up our microphone. Yeah, over by. Lives we'll keep buying. Yeah, you know, that's true. <laughs> Walk away for the first time since 2017. I am podcast less.
1: Yes, uh, like I said, we'll be doing an episode just before Christmas, so you can catch that. And we'll have like a fun throwback to when James and I first met as well. You get to hear on audio from that interaction. Uh, I will be covering canada's drag race in the main feed up until christmas as well with some guests so the content's still coming don't worry about it and i'll give you updates on what's happening next year as well until then you can check us out on instagram at sissy.pod let us know if you have any questions you have for james before he departs and we'll ask him in our last episode you can do that there if you'd like to give us a review if you've been listening to the show for the last three years and you want to um give james a rating maybe give him five stars and nothing less yeah maybe, maybe maybe don't
0: say this show will be nothing without james this show will be lost without him i'm never listening now he's going because it is still going on people (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, you can DM James at his private uh, yeah, exactly, Instagram yeah. account. And Slide into my DMs and my give me all the My ego doesn't cards. need it. Thank <laughs> you. Canada's Drag Race will be out on Monday. So I'll chat to you then. See you. Love you. Bye. Bye.
0: This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the podcast studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com. If you want to support this podcast and get a full ad-free episode, sign up to Headstuff Plus.